0: Works. I don't. I don't hear. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> Welcome
1: okay. to the Get Off Set podcast. My name is Emily, and I think Joe's go. headphones got
0: unplugged. Oh, is the cat? No, the the headphone actually like pulled out of the socket. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> me just play the cat take the w (laughs) yep 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 it was the cat damn you figaro (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) i saw a video today of this guy he was golfing somewhere like kind of a a community course and there was a cat just laying on top Mm -hmm. of the hole so he kind of chips it toward the cat and the cat does what cats do and just pounces and he still (laughs) made par he wanted everyone to know he still made par but it was pretty cute
0: (laughs) teamwork makes the dream work
1: (laughs) oh yeah they're like, oh, I think he's gonna I think the cat's gonna knock it in, man. I think it's gonna No. No. <laughs> no. He was like, get that shit out of here. Nah, yeah. no, my hole. My hole. <laughs> it's mine. I live at the seventh. <laughs> All right. So uh last week we talked about uh bad advice that people get in the music business or just playing music and we had so much bad advice yes, we did that <laughs> people uh, are keeping us going for a second week straight but I do want to say, like when on the tiktok that i did this one guy said this isn't bad advice but this is good advice and then gave some unsolicited advice i'm like you really missed the assignment man
0: (laughs) hold on it's 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 like that gif of like the the joke that goes over and the guy's looking overhead like where did it
1: go (laughs) yeah maybe i'll do a separate post about what's good advice and you can comment and then i can decide (laughs) if it's good or bad (laughs) exactly Alright, so I know you are the
0: keeper of the list. So yes, yes, I am. I am the keeper of the list. And we have five remaining uh, things that are bad advice. Uh, plugins instead of effects pedals.
1: You know, I don't think that's, like, intrinsically bad. But I no. there, if you're either way, you're like, oh, you can do everything you want to do with plugins, which I know from... Uh, russ from emily and russ he, yes he gets that they a get that a lot just, he, they hate they both hate it yes, i think russ it's... especially hates it i mean plugins have have their place yeah. um especially in studio stuff obviously but oh yeah I, it used to be yeah you know, the plugins were physical plug yeah. things that you plugged into racks and yep. uh yeah so it's kind of it i mean it's now they're just digital
0: yeah, I mean, they each have their own place, to be honest. And I don't think – I think they're both valid. And, like, one doesn't – and just, again, I, I think I said it last time. It's like if someone's doing something, they find joy in doing it, and they're doing it with effects pedals. And that's the way they like to do They're like, oh, yeah, stop doing that, and you should be doing it with this instead. And I was like, that's still – yeah, that's still bad advice to me. Because, <laughs> I mean, if they want yeah. to explore it, fine. You know, that's great. But for me, like, I already – come from a kind of like a profession where I'm staring at the computer so much already. And I really want to be having something more organic, like my hands on as opposed to click, click. I mean, yeah, it's just more of that then for me going through loads of presets, like into DAWs, like I'm deep diving in a DAW and getting lost in that. That's the reason why I don't really necessarily go too far into plugins because Mm -hmm. I feel like it's, too much of a jungle to navigate and I may lose I guess creative um, kind of like yeah losing the creativity in it getting lost in all the preset controls
1: yeah I mean when I record the bulk of the plugins that I use are kind of mixing style plugins mm-hmm. uh, compression limiters oh yeah uh, EQ because it's so nice like even if you're using easy drummer you probably want to have to have to put some compression on those drum, those drums. I don't really know jack about mixing or mastering drums. So it's really nice for me to have that option to have that preset.
0: No, of course. And if yeah. you want to add, if you're doing like drums, like easy drummer or you're doing a logic, yeah, you're going to probably add compression on it. Or if you want to add like a little bit of room to it, a little bit of light reverb. So it sounds like they're somewhat, yeah. I guess, uh, close to real drums as you can get. Um, or you're like doubling the track so that you have a dry track uncompressed and a track that is, I mean it all yeah. again, you're more time in mixing and making those decisions. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I think that it's one of those things where the the correct advice lies somewhere in the middle, which <laughs> is whatever it takes for you to get the sound that you want, mm-hmm. uh, that's those are tools for you to use. You know, I, I think that there are just great uses for plugins. And there are great, there are fantastic plugins out there, especially the instrument plugins that use samples, like Easy Drummer, I think is fantastic. The Benson Mixwave app, the Mixwave Chimera um plugin
0: for i i just i use that all the time now i used yeah, to use my I was about to mention that that yeah. you use that and not only do you talk so you know obviously enthusiastic about it but i've heard other people recently just in discords and stuff like that really love the benson and plugin and yeah. how great it is so i mean eventually probably i'll have on that
1: too <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like 180 bucks and it's totally it's... worth every penny i mean what's great for me is i used to use the iridium when i needed to do silent recording which mm-hmm. is often again i live in a townhouse and i record a lot of things in the middle of the day um yeah but if i like decided like ah, i really don't like the hue on that or i really don't like the settings i can't just go back i can't i can't just go back but if i'm like with the benson plugin i'd be like mm, i kind of set the gain a little high on the amp let me dial do it, it after back. and post yeah. yeah so that's that's one of the best things about plugins for me mm-hmm. um is if you think that you might want to fiddle with it later um mm-hmm. uh, you can y- 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 you you haven't written in an ink it's <laughs> y- you have an eraser
0: yeah yeah i that, that actually think is the good side of it. I mean, again, there's pros and cons in everything. And yeah, uh, yeah, the fact that in post you have a little bit more control if you were to use something, yeah, like a Benson uh, or any kind of amp sim or something in, in after and post and recording it in. Yeah, I've had those times where I've recorded something in and something's been a little off, even though it was a good take. It was just something in the mix that didn't exactly sound right and i'm just like oh i have to record that all again (laughs) on a different day and it may not even sound the same so yeah yeah i totally and i
1: and i do that i did that for a demo i filmed yesterday Mm -hmm. like i was like oh mm, i should have made the amp cleaner if i'm using Mm. this pedal with it and all i had to do was make it cleaner. And if I recorded it too loud, because I've had that moment of panic where I'm like, oh my God, I clipped while recording. Remembered I was using the Mixed Wave (laughs) app and like, oh, let me just dial back that output. The clipping goes away. It didn't exist. It wasn't real.
0: (laughs) I've had, yeah, I've had that recently. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, That's scary.
0: Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I have had situations where I hear clipping in my headset, but then like I'll stop it and I'll play it back and I don't hear it at all. And I was like, oh, it's probably slamming the apartment unit itself but it's actually not in logic so i've yeah. i've kind of coasted those lines of like is it really is it really not well mm-hmm. i'm still in the green here so probably not <laughs> yeah i mean i think
1: i've had one or two demos mm-hmm. where i i clipped and had to release and i just kind of acknowledged that there was clipping but yeah. um you know that's why yeah, i tend to record things quieter <laughs> again completely quiet and with the even with the iridium it was rare that there would be clipping. Most of the clipping occurs when, like, I can't fix it later. It's because it's uh actually these this large yeah. man right here. <laughs> yes, <laughs> one of these two
0: distinguished <laughs> one gentlemen. of these two beauties.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, I reorganized my room a little bit. I don't know if you noticed. The guitars are over here now.
0: Yeah, hold on, now you just pointed it out, and I'm looking around, and I was like, wait, yeah, I remember some of that stuff being in different Mm -hmm. locations. Is it better, I guess, as far as for you to navigate in the space while recording a demo, or?
1: Um, Well, these two amps had been in the hallway, which was a problem. So my little little space I record in, it's like... Mm -hmm. Eight by ten, maybe eight. Yeah, by I, have small, I have a small. I have a small space too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I had stuffed a loveseat in here that my husband and I had since we had our studio loft apartment. The loveseat was the only semblance of a sofa that would fit in the space, um, and it was it was nice quality and it still had a lot hmm. of life left in it, so we kept it for a while. I would take naps on it.
0: Nice.
1: But as I started doing this and started getting kind of more things. Uh, I've, I've ordered like a wing back chair so I can still have a place to sit and lounge and maybe take a sitting up nap if I really want to. But again, I'm like my bet, my bed is just a walk upstairs. Yeah, so I don't know that far. Yeah.
0: Mine's the other room no. right
1: there. No, so um, I moved the pedal steel over there, which mm-hmm. had been over here. Uh, these two amps had been in the hallway. These guitars had been
0: right On there. On that side. Yeah. Right underneath.
1: Yeah. So I just freed up a little bit more space. That um, no, makes sense. And, yeah now we have a better pathway to like walk outside because there's um I, i'm on the there's there's a door uh that we've just not been able to use
0: <laughs> it's yeah that okay. one's off limits yeah we don't, we don't we see a door but we don't we don't we don't speak it is the door that shall not be named <laughs> it's
1: the window the cat sits in there we go and i'm working so, uh, yeah, I did that. And, um, my band booked a, a little Halloween weekend gig on October awesome. 29th. So it's, um,
0: is,
1: this, I, did I talk about this last week? My
0: band. I don't gig? think you did. No.
1: So it's a big thing in Seattle and I'm sure a lot of other places for on Halloween bands will get together and they'll dress up. As another band is in play covers of that band. (laughs) Um, So my singer suggested, because the only cover we consistently would do live is Hey Sandy from The Adventures of Pete and Pete by Polaris. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, AKA like Miracle Legion. Um, So uh, she suggested Polaris and I was like, well, they should bill it as music from The Adventures of Pete and Pete because people will recognize that. potentially. (laughs) Yeah. So Rick's playing bass and um, we're playing like four songs. It's going to be at uh, Jules May in Georgetown on October 29th. If you're in the area. So, yeah. Uh, how about you? I mean, we haven't
0: talked in a day, so I'm sure I know, a, lot's I know, a, lot, a lot happens for me in a day here, another day in paradise. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we are pretty much starting to get, as we talked about, there's a hurricane kind of at my doorstep. So yeah, we're starting to get the rain bands today. Um, it is still doing the wibbly-wobbly cone of uncertainty before it hits. Uh, is that the official it, term? Uh, the cone of uncertainty? Yes, that's, that's very much is what it's called. <laughs> So I had the joke all week of like, yes, my life in many ways, even after the hurricane passes, is still in a cone of uncertainty uh, just because they postponed taking my windows out for a week because obviously hurricane, not so good. Don't do that. And I'm like, I'm glad. I'm glad you came to your senses today on Monday.
1: What is, there, <laughs> what is this hurricane's name? I am not Oh, uh, enough Ian? To, to know.
0: I think it's Ian. I think it's Ian. Oh, I think this Ian. one's name is Ian. I think. Oh. I, I just wanted to, usually it's like, where is it? Like, whatever its name. (laughs) I just want to know where it
1: is. You still got a lot of letters to go. This is very early at hurricane
0: season. Yeah, I think it was, what, Fiona, I think, was the last one? I think it was.
1: Yeah. so I know my parents got rocked by Hurricane Matthew back in, like, 2015. Oh, I remember
0: Matthew, Yeah. yeah.
1: Matthew was a dickhead.
0: Oh, yeah, no. Like, as far as, like, okay, you see where these shutters are here in the windows? It was myself, my uncle, like, uh, Carlos, and a few of my neighbors literally trying to pull this sh- these shutters closed because they broke, and it was Matthew literally barreling down as a Category 5 at us, and it was all of us on the roof trying to close it. So since it broke, obviously, in the action of getting it, it's remained closed, so that's why, here's the backstory of the reason why I have shutters <laughs> in my window.
1: <laughs> I've never even thought about it.
0: <laughs> but Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's the one thing that I hate. Like, whenever I'm filming, I was like, I so hate that I'm next to a window and there's shutters there. Like, I wish I had more ah. of, like, a back, you know, wall area like some of the other. And you you do. So it's a little bit more of a horizontal as opposed to a vertical Right. Um, a lot but yeah. of
1: people just record. But there are a lot of people who, like, their backdrop
0: is a corner.
1: Yeah. Not
0: exactly. usually a corner with
1: a window, but.
0: Yeah. I mean, I got a small Little area.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, I would do this in a corner if my room was accommodating for it. But there's only one corner where it could work and it just wouldn't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're like, that would be great, but no.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that would be fine. The wildest thing about Matthew for Mm. me was that about a year ago to the day Matthew hit uh, Hilton Head, South Carolina, where my parents live and I got married. Mm. uh, So a year prior to the day was my wedding like, if, oh my, if my if my wedding had happened a year, a year later, later that same weekend, oh it would have been fucked.
0: No, <laughs> totally. You'd be like, "There's, there goes the bridesmaid." You <laughs> know, be like, no, very like oh. she's like taken off with an umbrella.
1: Our wedding cake topper is just like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah exactly it would be like you know the wicked witch in the west on like a bike like going up. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my god uh yeah so that's my very selfish take on her yeah
0: yeah so we're pretty much kind of prepping here we got some sandbags from a mom they're basically in the lower we're a little bit higher up but even in the areas i posted on like the ig kind of us driving through the streets already we're starting to get flooding mm-hmm. there hopefully you know it yeah. doesn't get any worse than that but um yeah we'll see how it goes (laughs) the funny thing is yeah
1: prepare for the worst
0: yeah no of course and one of the things was I was talking to uh because I talked to some people on IG and who were else also in Florida and I think I was talking to uh was it Swamp Witch Petals and he was Mm. like yeah the funny thing that I you know when you think about it the people say is waiting for a hurricane is like being stalked by a turtle, and I cackled so loud reading that, and I was like, "That makes sense." Yeah, it does. <laughs> hey, I, 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 I'll go against the turtle versus like you know an earthquake or anything that's like sudden and you can't prepare for. Like I'll, I'll prepare for the
1: turtle. tornadoes. I grew up yeah, with that tornadoes. Too. Yeah. You can't prepare. Like- yeah Yeah. you're i mean we had weather radios and just like i have nightmares of that sound that's uh yeah 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 it did but um (laughs) thankfully like we never got hit but like some people in our community definitely were Mm -hmm. uh affected by tornadoes every now and then um yeah it does but you you gotta pick your poison like up here i'm like oh we're Kind of overdue for an earthquake and a volcano explosion. So on wood
0: right now. <laughs> I,
1: I would, but my desk is made of bamboo, which is not technically wood. It is a woody grass. I don't know. Mm. It's, it's different. <laughs> it's different. I had to write an article about it, and I wasn't allowed to call it a wood.
0: Oh no! <laughs> that's not, like, but- yeah, that's 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 getting a little like, uh, yeah, that thing right there. You can't call it that anymore, but it looks like it. <laughs> yeah, but
1: you can't call it that. No. Um. So, what other bad advice do we have to dismantle today? Well, the
0: other bad advice that we kind of have is, uh, treat your band like a business. I mean, in some aspects, I mean... you kind of.
1: I don't think that's bad advice. Um Well,
0: oh, maybe taking the joy out of it by making it too much of a business. It I can, guess. but I yeah. mean you can
1: you can have fun at work. You can have fun at businesses. But yes. I, I think there's just there's an element of like what do you want to accomplish hmm. with your music? And maybe it shouldn't be first and foremost a business, but if you of want course. to like potentially protect yourself in the event that you have success, then, then you should more or less treat it at least a little bit like a business. I mean, there are people who play music just to have fun and there are people Mm -hmm. who play music because they want to do this as a career. And if you want to have a career, there are elements of your band and yourself and your own performances that you need to approach with sort of a business mind in a lot of ways and like it or not, it doesn't do people any good to bitch about the fact that, Oh, now bands have to do social media. Now bands have to do this and you have to be good at music, songwriting, uh, recording, Everything. editing, uh, merch, um, taxes, booking, mark. Like, yeah. did I say marketing? Yeah. I think you uh, said that maybe. Twice. <laughs> and, and the thing is you, that that's just the facts Mm -hmm. and if you do get really successful ultimately the band and whoever's the primary person that that band is responsible for the employment of others like you think about like what Britney Spears recently said something about like she feels freed from the just crippling anxiety and pressure of her life being Mm -hmm. responsible for other people making a living And that's, that's true. And part of what I think can be good other than potential success about treating your band as a business is it it, it makes you, I don't know how to say this, like want to protect people more and protect yourself a little bit more because if it's just fun, if it's just a family, there aren't repercussions when in reality there are, if you're an employer, you want to take care of your employees, hopefully. Of course. That's not a given, but hopefully you want to take care of, of course your you, care, you know, and your coworkers anyway. Uh,
0: ho- hopefully you care about people besides yourself. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So when you think about a band, if you think about work and you hate work and you hate business and mm. you never have any fun with it, then maybe don't have that mindset. But personally, like most places I've worked, especially in the past seven years, have been, I like the people I work with for the most part. Sometimes we getting have disagreements and we work them mm. out because it's beneficial for all of us to work it out if you treat your band as a family like there are different pressures associated with that of if you treat your band as a friendship and because it is then you know if you if a friendship's not working for you you just end it but yeah. that's not really any different from treating it like a business if a if a coworker's not working with for you one of you has to leave
0: yeah so or you find someone else that better better fits the role
1: yeah so ultimately i just think it depends on what you want to accomplish with Hmm. your band if if really all you want to do is have fun don't treat it like a business just don't be surprised when like you can't ultimately make a, a living and nobody comes to your shows because you can't do marketing
0: yeah no word out there no one knows
1: yeah but um, you can always hire other people to do that stuff for you. Yeah. But guess what? That's acting like a business.
0: <laughs> it is, and that's mm-hmm. again paying for people's time
1: mm-hmm. and their yeah, expertise I mean, can,
0: and everything. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you can do it yourself, or you can free up time and yeah, have someone else do it because uh, you gotta value things in life. If you don't like value cooking enough, then. to to, to make time to do it, then you're probably going to get a lot of takeout. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have passion in what you're doing, it's going to reflect and it's going to (laughs) well.
1: How you spend your money shows what you value in life too. And that's true no matter who you are, what you're doing or what you're buying. Yeah. What do you think? Are there instances like – I guess I don't, the thing is, like, for some of these, I don't know what exactly this person's experience was that mm. made them think that was bad advice. Maybe it was, like you said, it took the, the joy out of things.
0: Maybe, yeah. Because, again, like, in my looking at it, that's kind of the potential pitfalls one could mm-hmm. have. Um, I have seen, again, I guess it will go into, it'll bleed into the next one, because I've seen, as far as, like, uh, watching how, my father does like a tribute band and he's done cover bands and things like that, where they, where I live, there's a lot of, I guess, support for cover bands as opposed to original artists. Like there really isn't a lot of support. They don't really trust, you know, um, original work very much as far as like live playing and also in the way that I guess he conducts things. Yeah. There's the fun part about the show in which you're putting on an act and a performance, but yeah, there still is the business side of it and basically making sure that everyone does their parts. Uh, everyone is basically showing up on time talking with the people who are involved involved with multiple venues, you know, what is expected, you know, how are people paid? Like, how is the advertising? How are they marketing this? Someone Mm -hmm. filming to obviously post later, like there are a lot of things that are going on at the same time. So it's a lot to juggle. And it's sometimes when things start to go wrong, or when you have. Uh, either guitar players or people that are starting to give you problems, then that can kind of buckle the process of everything that you have worked hard for and built up all of this show towards. And yeah, that can cause a lot of stress um, because everything is riding on this performance that you are putting out together as a team. And then you Mm -hmm. have to think about, okay, I got to replace this person in the timeframe before the show. Like, who am I replacing with this? We're already booked. Like, yeah, there's a yeah. lot of stressors in the business side of it because once you're locked into a venue, it's basically kind of like backing out is very bad and very then your bad. reputation. Like it, yeah, it's, yeah, that's how things can be really stressful, I think. And yeah, it is a business. If you start to have situations where management starts to either lag or so you have problems with players within, yeah, then it can pretty much suck the joy out of it and be a huge stressor, and then of course reputation damage and how yeah. do you rebound from that? You know what I mean? So yeah, it's a lot.
1: I really like what you said about expectations because I think that's so important, and it's something that we don't we don't think about a lot until mm-hmm. until like someone has dropped those expectations. Yeah. I think that. Maybe saying it's like a business it just is a big turnoff for people. But the truth hmm. is when you have a job, when you have a business, you have responsibilities that you acknowledge should not be dropped. And if you do drop them, you know that there's going to be some sort of repercussion.
0: Yeah, there's dominoes. Maybe not a big yeah. one.
1: Maybe not. Maybe it's just a like sit down and have a conversation like – Like, hey, how can we make sure together that this doesn't happen again? Do you need more support in this way? Do you need more support in that way? I wouldn't get that from family. I probably wouldn't get that from friends. Like, what happened with you? Yeah. But when when you keep dropping the ball, you are going to lose opportunities in the future because you can't be relied on. It's like last week we talked about, like, you could be the best player in the city, but if you're an asshole, nobody's going to want to work with you. No, if if you're you're not reliable either. Yeah. Yeah, I we mean we had good friends who we would invite to play shows with us, mm-hmm. and they would cancel at the last minute. And after that happened twice, we kind of looked at each other and we're like, we are not inviting this person anymore. Uh, yeah, because it, twice they put us in a bind in a row. Like you know, shame on me, shame on you, blah blah blah. However that saying goes, I'll George mm-hmm. Bushify it. Yeah,
0: exactly. Shame on me once, you know, fooled me. Shame on me twice. Was it just, no? Sh- yeah.
1: Twice, <laughs> to go. but once shame fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me shame on me yeah because I should have known better
0: <laughs> I I blocked that out of my you know memory <laughs> mm-hmm. and I think another
1: thing about treating it like a business is like there's money involved in music mm-hmm. and like it, like I've had I've played in bands where the singer was too shy to go and ask for our cut of the door even though we filled the place. Yeah, Because he wasn't able to treat it like a business.
0: Um, and no, we didn't I'd get very far. S- yeah. In, in the last band that I was in, um, everybody was pretty much even, you know, just being the singer. I was also playing guitar. But they were looking to me to, like, do everything. And also, like, negotiate. And be the person that talks, you know, cuts and stuff. And I was like... I'm not the kind of person that does that. And, and I'm not really that great at it. I mean, I may come off as someone that's charismatic, but that those situations are super high stress for me. Like I'm really not good at negotiating things such as pay and whatnot. And it always feels like at least in the scene down here, like if you kind of either put the wrong price out or like, if something happens, like you can completely like be cut out completely so it's very much it always feel felt like a high stakes kind of thing of like what you say or what you don't
1: <laughs> yeah and i think again i the the i think the most uh the biggest thing i want people to take away from this is that in a band you need to manage expectations with each other yeah. as soon and as often as possible because exactly like that if they were just assuming that you would take on those responsibilities yeah. because you were the singer you know it's good to sit down and be like hey here are the responsibilities i'm cool with but here are the things i'm really not can somebody else pick this up and if nobody if people don't want to like do no, their weight then maybe they shouldn't be in yeah the band, that, that was the know? thing
0: like uh i was trying to obviously have everyone on the same page always. like i try to be as structured as possible and it just came a point where you know i was doing the marketing as well and trying to do things and it was like Okay, you're asking me to do everything, and then when I you are saying that I'm trying to take control of everything, and I give you something in which you can have control of here, like do the recordings of what we're doing, and again, afterwards, send it to me so then we can all be on the same page, and then they don't do it. It felt like yeah. at times they were doing things intentionally, like Mm -hmm. to cause strife at times. And I was just like, I'm too old for this. Um, I mean, that's one of the things
1: where like, yeah, if you treat it as a business, you're like, I quit.
0: Yeah. At that point, it's like, this is too much work and I'm doing everything. And when I try to give something to someone else, like, okay, like here, like you can do this, like, I'm not controlling of it. Okay, go ahead. Here's your shot. Like, and then they don't like, it's like, okay, this is messing up what we're trying to do and work in tandem like you have to be a team and if you don't no. then every the wheels start to come off and then yeah it's not it's yeah. not helpful
1: and I think the last thing I want to say about this is another mm. reason you should I think treat your band a little bit more like a business you you probably shouldn't date people in your band mm. I, mm-hmm. I know people I know that it works sometimes no. that for every like matt and kim there's a white stripes or like five of them like no. there's a reason the, the fleetwood mac story is so so famous and does it work for some people absolutely yeah some
0: people it does but historically yeah
1: and i'm know. like I, I mean and i'm excited for my husband to fill in yeah. fill in
0: fill in for not a gig
1: <laughs> i don't think either of us wants him to be in a band full-time Uh, our the same band full-time but you know at the same time if rick and i wanted to start a creative project together that's something where we'd have to make sure we kind of separate it from our marriage i would love to start making music with with my husband but it would we would need to make sure it was separate because music is you you get you get feelings feelings happen in in like what you're creating and sometimes feedback is really hard to take especially at the top um so Yeah, maybe, you know, there's a reason that married people in a lot of companies are not permitted to work in like the same department. Yes. There's a reason you have to (laughs) to declare to management if you're dating someone else at your company
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: there's a good chance they might want to separate you. Just let's be honest, marital and relationship issues can bleed into everything. And that's just not, it's not worth it.
0: No, I can agree on that aspect as well because, again, like like you were saying with Rick, um, even though both myself and my partner, uh, Carlos, are both within the same field, we have different focuses mm-hmm. on what we do. And I mostly do all this demo stuff and music thing by myself because, like, anytime we do work on anything together, we end up butting heads more so than yeah. uh, working together, per se. Um, so, yeah, it was just – added stress (laughs) like because i think it was yesterday there was something that um he was working on and he was asking me about a color and i was like well i'm kind of i'm kind of partially colorblind so the color that he chose was like lavender but like i saw more gray than like the purple that was there and then we started to get into a heated discussion over what i could see and what he could see (laughs) We're and yeah, when you argument. care about something that you've worked on for hours, and the first response is someone like, That's not purple. What do you mean it's not purple? And then
1: yeah, <laughs> just go down from there. Yeah. And I do just want to reiterate, yes, this works for some people. Yes, yeah, some people it does. Like, <laughs> Emily and Russ, obviously it's working great for them. Perfect. Yeah. There are, are some other people I know who <laughs> like occasionally work with their partners, and that's fine. Yeah. Everyone's different and you're gonna make your own choices. But you definitely need to be aware of the risks. Yes, and you need there to are risks. make sure that you can set some ground rules and that you can <laughs> respect mm-hmm. them. Yeah, I of course, know as long as there's respect. To, yeah, respect yeah. and communication. I and mean, that's key in any any relationship and stop.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I got you. And that's just uh, relationship
1: the- advice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm soliciting. I've been married for eight years today, goddammit. It's my fucking anniversary today, <laughs> October Congratulations.
0: 4th. You've made Thank it this you. far. I always tell that to Carlos. Congratulations. You've made it almost what? Almost 12 years now? Almost. almost. <laughs> you guys have been together
1: for 12 years? Uh, in February, it'll be
0: 12.
1: Uh, Rick and I all have been together for 11 years in November.
0: <laughs> okay. You're a little year behind. Yeah. No, I'm just good a year job,
1: behind. You, you know, I'm, also, I'm <laughs> 33. <laughs> God, sometimes I forget how like young I was when I met Rick. That's
0: <laughs> okay. Beedies. All right, let's stop that ring off that finger. Uh. <laughs> All right. The next one I will go to is, and I think this was one of the ones in the comments that you went back and forth uh with one person <laughs> about the definition of uh, you know, being yourself and don't be yourself or try to sound like anyone if you aren't as good as you know, ex player, then you aren't good at guitar, like that kind of, uh, advice.
1: So was this the guy who said that like bad advice is to, uh, wait, I, I'm, I'm confused about what he's, I've been confused if he said,
0: I'll bring, it up. Yeah. On, let me see was I bring try- up, Cause I, I, I screenshotted. Said,
1: try to be your own guitarist. Do not focus on Trying to emulate people is what he said is right. All right so the bad advice is don't just fuss around with your own thing. Try to emulate the greats first. Is that? I'll I'll
0: read you I'll confused. I'll read you as it transpired. So all right. So just be yourself, or don't try to sound like X. The only reason anyone plays guitar is because they heard someone else play something cool on guitar.
1: That oh, was the original so, comment. So he is saying. You should not focus on I guess what he's saying is it's bad advice to tell people to I'm s so, I am I really don't know what's happening right, anymore. I'll, I'll continue need you to...
0: reading. What you said afterward was on the one <laughs> hand, yes, but I still think it's good to find your own voice unless you're happy, you know, just playing songs right, by okay. your favorites.
1: All right. I, I think that there are just so many. Words in that first comment.
0: <laughs> there was, that, yeah. Uh, it's all right. So, we we, we sort through it here.
1: So the advice is to just be yourself, and he's saying that's bad advice. Hmm. That is kind of what I hear, and his his reasoning is hmm. that everyone plays guitar because they want to emulate somebody or heard someone play something cool. Frankly, I started playing guitar because. My mom's best friend's husband played guitar and I thought that was cool. No.
0: But I'm
1: not yeah. I'm not gonna I'm Play not gonna idolize yeah. Scott Hammond. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I you know, and I, I definitely think that to develop your own voice, you need to learn the basics from Mm -hmm. other people most of of the time like listen guys i know there are exceptions to this i know that there are savants who just pick up a guitar and they can do whatever those are outliers though really (laughs) for most people i think it it i on like i agree with him in that i think that if you are so focused on doing your own thing you're going to miss a lot of basics and you're going to miss a lot of potential influences so yeah i agree that you should absolutely sit down and learn songs mm-hmm. ideally note for note that you like and want to kind of sound like but at the same time i don't really think most guitars sit down and say i only want to play like santana i i only want to play mm-hmm. like Eddie Van Halen. I only want to play like John Mayer. I think naturally everybody does want to find their own voice yeah. and their writing hopefully does.
0: Yeah, I think that when you're playing other people's music, it's not like you're going to become them because they are their unique own artists or musicians themselves. When we had, um, you think about Renaissance painters or anybody that painted, part of their training was to emulate or to paint exactly like the people that they aspired to. Yet, yes, they learned the things that they needed to do by doing that. But then when they were painting in their own style, there were some influences by the people that they studied. But All in all, they ended up finding their own style and becoming an artist in their own means. And I think that still applies also with music. I may like certain bands like, of course, like Ghost or like Thunder Pussy or like other groups of which I don't play music myself like that, but I do have some influences where there's certain maybe effects pedals that I know that they probably use that sound similar. And I like to use some of them on my board, but I may not use it the same way. So, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, everybody who listens to this podcast by now probably knows that I really like Prince. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> my playing isn't like Prince. I do sit down and I learn those solos and I learn some of those songs and those chords and those influences do sneak into what I compose quite mm-hmm. often. But for as much as I've played of that, you know, it's still it's still my voice. and. Um, I think that the ultimate goal for most guitarists really should be finding your own voice but Mm. knowing it's not going to just happen because you are ignoring other things like I I think about this, this girl I went to high school with and we were in this poetry club together and she she literally didn't want her poetry to rhyme ever because she thought it was cliched so she wanted to come up with something completely new I'm like I don't know, girl. I think you got to start with some couplets. Yeah. Like I I I think there's a reason that like a lot of the People best do poets, things,
0: yeah.
1: And you know a lot of poetry doesn't rhyme at all, and that's great. That's fine. But maybe that's, that's not it's harder, I think, to write. So maybe you start with something a little bit easier.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And when it comes to poetry, like myself, I tend to like the ones that rhyme. And when I'm writing, I tend to like to choose words that rhyme. But there's other people that just like, you don't have to, you can write whatever, and you don't even have to rhyme. And I was like, yeah, that's Very free form. But yeah. but yeah, I very free form, very like, you know, spoken word at times also, like in some music. And I was like, that's cool. I can appreciate it, but it's not me. I like to kind of tie things together with each line and have some kind of like subtext.
1: Yeah. And it almost gives it more closure in ways, too. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's like, I think that's the theme with all of these mm-hmm. is like, the, and we said this last episode, the truth yeah. lies in the middle.
0: Yeah. I think again, in any kind of conversation that we've gone to, like, yeah, there's a little bit of truth in it, but you know, uh, overall, I mean, it could go either way. Mm -hmm. All right. So the last one that I have, and this was also from uh, Topa FX um, and they were told this, um, lose weight, have someone better looking in your band, make your bandmates cut their hair or wear certain clothes to meet an aesthetic look in order to, I guess, make it or be noticed.
1: You got to look hot to play music. <laughs> Did you know? Did you know? It is going to make you – you're going to be easier to sign if you're attractive.
0: Of course, yes.
1: But you don't need to. No. You don't need to be those things. You,
0: you have permission to go play music and do things. You have permission.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you you have permission to not be skinny and play music. There are more – there's more than one musician who's not skinny. Yeah. I I mean, I know, I know Adele lost a lot of weight, but she had so much success before she lost that weight. Mm -hmm. uh, It wasn't really a hindrance to the fact that her music was astounding. There are a lot of black women, especially who don't have like a traditional Victoria, like Victoria's Secret model body,
0: and they have a lot
1: of success.
0: No, exactly. I mean. Lizzo's beautiful. I mean, that's Lizzo
1: is beautiful. Lizzo, hmm. yeah, Lizzo is a perfect yes. example. I don't know how that
0: one didn't. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm here for. Hit me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, is it easier? Probably, but it's like sometimes you will need to work harder and be better yeah. if you don't have that, frankly, crutch to to succeed on. Mm. And the thing is, like, most people are attractive enough. And that's maybe a weird thing to say. I think but, it's
0: subjective too, though. Like, yeah. obviously you have Hollywood's idea of what is, or whoever obviously is writing the checks in music, like whatever I guess they think is. But again, it's subjective. I mean, what some people may find attractive, like to me just isn't, but I'm not the mass a amounts of, of people.
1: A lot of people don't like Rihanna's because they think her forehead's too big. Oh and my she's God. really hot. But, you know, I also no, think that, your attraction to people grows depending on how you perceive them in general. Like you may not think someone is super hot when you first meet them, but then as you get to know them, you you think that they're beautiful. And Mm -hmm. this happens a lot, honestly, like attraction isn't like, I'm a, I think you're attractive and stuff. Someone can become, someone can be like, uh, like categorically attractive, but if they have an, a, a garbage they're, personality, yeah, they're, if they're not like happening. you know a
0: wall of personality, like a white wall. Like that's not gonna happen.
1: Yeah, in the end, it's I think that most people and <laughs> this it, who, who like I think of when I think about music, mm-hmm. they are some level of attractive just naturally. Maybe it's just because they're younger or yeah whatever. But you know. It's not the most important part of music. No, it really isn't.
0: No, it's not.
1: <laughs> no, I ne- I would never tell somebody to lose weight. No, or I would. Yeah, no, get plastic surgery or change nope. their hair. In music, give me a fucking break. It's not the most important thing. If your music is phenomenal, you don't. You can look like Lyle Lovett. No one thinks Lyle Lovett is hot traditionally. No, but he married (laughs) Julia
0: Roberts. I mean, sometimes it's just having a good sense of humor and being charismatic. I mean, I can go a long way, too. (laughs) I mean, like, yeah,
1: being charismatic. I don't think Brad Paisley is traditionally hot. And he the reason he got his break is because, frankly, he was such a nice guy. Like he was being, he was doing the thing as a songwriter. He was such a nice guy. People thought, give him a shot on the front of the stage, and he did. Yeah, look at him. Look at him now. He's very famous. (laughs) Look at me now. (laughs) And he's again. I don't. For the record, I don't think my co-alumnus Brad Paisley is unattractive, (laughs) but he's not as traditionally as attractive as somebody who can maybe be successful. On less talent, um, I'm not going to name names in that genre. No. But there, there is there are singers in in his genre with whom he has been nominated for the same awards, who have a, have a range of like one and a half octaves and sing like Muppets. Oh, if you God. know who I'm talking about, you know who I'm talking <laughs> about.
0: Going we folk here? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so that's that. That's where it is for me. Um, People will tell you it's more important than it is and they're just wrong and again it's not unimportant you look at so many band photographs by the way of these big bands and maybe the singer is hot because the singer works on (laughs) themselves more you look at the other people in the band and you're like huh I've never really noticed them before (laughs) they're maybe not as hot I don't know is Chad Kroger hot? I don't know (laughs) <laughs> Let me look at Na- Nickelback
0: pictures. Oh, my
1: God. Look at their photograph. They're a very famous band. <laughs> and if you look at them, like, they have a certain, like, especially early on, he just had a certain mm-hmm. look. Like, a beard can hide a lot on a man's face. Oh, yeah. The rest, like, they're just, they're re- I find them to be very average looking men. And I don't, that's not a dig. They're just not. Like, yeah, I mean not- the, mu- the music is more like what's important, to be honest. <laughs> it is, and there any the music connected with people. Uh, I'm sure women very much love him. He's Notally. not everyone's cup of tea, like. But that's the thing, guys. They they always say guys go for looks and girls go for status. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, shitty advice. Thank you, yeah, Papa, that was, that for was, providing yeah. a black and white. Sh-
0: that's bad <laughs> very very bad um, Just, but uh, yeah that 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 was definitely one of the ones i think was worse that's why i saved it for the end hills like that's definitely a bad one <laughs> yeah
1: oh sorry i just saw a message about something that we talked about on the podcast a long time ago oh, that no. i didn't know it was still a thing it's okay don't worry about
0: it okay okay okay, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah so uh I wish we had let me see if there's any more of that yeah, bad see, advice. Yeah, see if you see any we other
0: kind of bad you, there was there was another one that someone said uh, I guess go to uh, full sale in Florida to learn the music business. Oh yeah, I saw someone did that and I was like, ah, oh, you went full knowing the cost, I guess, of that that full sale. And I was just like, Yeah, that probably was a bad idea.
1: <laughs> I don't know full sale for the music business program. I mean, I studied music business in college mm. at Belmont which is a renowned program. And I even think maybe not the best choice I made in my life. <laughs> um, oh, start on acoustic, not electric. Oh, I yes. Yes. I, yes I agree with that. I don't know why we start kids on acoustic guitars. They're harder to play and they're not as fun. Yeah, and I mean, plus you, you can plug an acoustic guitar, electric guitar into a headphone amp and the parents don't have to hear the kid anymore.
0: No, of course. And again, like I started on an acoustic instrument and I found that when I was evolving into playing an electric, it is definitely not the same. It's like almost like I had to start over in some ways again and learning a completely different way of playing over how I played the acoustic. It was interesting. It's,
1: it's extremely different. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want, I think most people should probably learn both. Mm -hmm. But um, I I feel like we do kids a big disservice by studying them on acoustic instruments. It hurts more. The strings are thicker than they can be on. And they're quitting, yeah. Mm -hmm. And in classical guitar, like most kids aren't, they don't play guitar because they want to play like flamenco style. Maybe, maybe like, I think the best teachers will have a first time student be like, what do you want to learn today? You want to learn a. Let's, let's, let's leave this lesson learning a song that you like. And that's what's going to hook kids. Yeah.
0: No, I agree. If they're going to spend hours on something, it's going to be something that they enjoy listening to and can listen to over and over and over and over again while they're learning it. Whereas they're listening to some piece that they don't have a connection to. And they're like, why am I learning? They don't have enthusiasm for it. They're yeah. definitely going to not be as into it and end up, well, dropping the habit.
1: Yeah, I mean, can we stop making kids learn Green Sleeves for the love of God? Oh, God. <laughs> oh my God! Like, I get it's probably got some important lessons, but if you can't if you can't find those lessons that you can learn from Green Sleeves from something else, you're probably just not a good teacher. Sorry, mm. but um, yeah, I mean, it's guitar didn't click for me, and it wouldn't have been exciting to me if I hadn't been able to quickly learn some Third Eye Blind songs because I I really liked that band when I was ten. When I started yeah. playing guitar and so that I could learn how to play jumper yep. and a couple <laughs> other songs like immediately you know songs that I didn't have the context to lyrically
0: <laughs> no 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 I mean like you hear them now and you're like I step up on that ledge my, yeah, my friend. friend you could ties with all the <laughs> I was and like hearing it like- now and I'm just like wow wow I- I'm I'm getting the subtext a little bit more in my older
1: years now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's definitely about an unaliving event. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. As the kids say on TikTok. It's,
0: it was so catchy at the time when I was a kid. Oh, it's
1: a very catchy song. Let's be real. Throw oh, a yeah. Blind wrote some really great songs, even if Stephen Jenkins is a not nice person. Oh, no God. one owes anybody else to be a nice person, I guess. But no. still, you can try. Um <laughs> You should try to work in an industry you're passionate about is mm. that advice. Mm. You know, my day job is tangential to the music industry, probably more so than tangential. Like I do copywriting for MI brands and pro and consumer audio. I love it. You know what? It's a lot better than writing about Palazzo Pants, How to Girl Hot Dogs. <gasps> oh my and God. so I wrote... How to wear Palazzo pants. How to grill hot dogs. Um, I wrote for an insurance for CPA company. Uh, I wrote for a conference calling company. I, that was so boring. Like I learned a lot of random stuff, but it was so boring.
0: <laughs> so, so next time I go to a grilling event, I should ask you about hot dogs.
1: I don't know who's gr- Googling how to grill hot dogs, but apparently more than like <laughs> 500 know people, people a month. <laughs> I can pull it up right now. But I'm not going to. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I no. wrote that. Now I get to write, you know, stuff that's actually interesting to me and it makes a really big difference. Um no, it does. At the same time, the music industry especially is um tough because it's so passion driven that people will, at least starting out, work for nothing. Yeah, yeah. Very little money. Like I knew in 2000 and 11 someone who worked for an artist agency i think she was paid like $28,000 a year of 23 something very low i was mm-hmm. paid $33,000 a year starting out um in live event marketing okay in 2011 and uh it was it was a struggle to survive on that amount of money back then
0: yeah I mean, yeah no sure i agree even reason. even for me yeah like uh, i think When I worked at a corporate office in 2007, I think, I think I was at about 32 at that point. And of course my career is in what art and what I'm passionate about. So again, still for me paying bills and everything like that was not even at those times great to survive on. No,
1: I once got the advice that the thing about the music industry and like going into the business side of it is you struggle for 10 years and then you suddenly get an enormous pay increase and in status increase. You know what? I don't believe them. I'm gonna, it's I'm not true. Do the,
0: well, anybody who's watching, I'm just going to do the Travolta.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've gone years without raises in the music business and live events.
0: Yeah, I've had situations where I've asked for a raise and then I've gotten consequences for asking for said raise. And then my employer then obviously treated me different because I asked.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I remember asking for um, a flex day the weekend after working an event. So Hmm. I worked, I was um, non-exempt, so I was salaried. Yeah, I know what that's like, yep. (laughs) So I flew to an event on like a Wednesday and worked the whole weekend and I Mm -hmm. think I flew back Monday morning or Sunday night and I asked my boss if I could get a flex day just to like
0: decompress because it was too
1: much much work because essentially I I worked two weeks without a day off and he said, no, because that's fun work. It's like fun work. I fucking got punched trackside by a photographer for blocking a shot. What Holy was fucking, fucking fun about shit. that? Fuck it you, was ninety. Yeah. it was ninety degrees outside. My ears are still ringing from the F one cars. I got food poisoning at X Games. I spent. I was responding to angry tweets from people who weren't allowed. Who were being told they weren't allowed to bring in breast milk to X Games while I'm just like, barfing in the toilet at the press center. What oh my God. fun? All the while I'm trying to like unstress the woman i'm working with because she's about Holy to go off shit. the handle on Holy people on social shit. media so i'm like talking to her trying to calm her down yeah. running to the bathroom having food poisoning oh then like going God. outside and capturing pictures of the event coming back uploading them working until literally midnight or later and showing up at 5 a.m. Oh, like they gave me god. one shirt for the weekend. And I would have to. It would get so sweaty. I would try to. Like I'd wear it in the fucking shower. And. <laughs> just to wash it? Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. It was so <laughs> oh, gross. Oh my god. Poor thing. Wring it out. And like. Blow <laughs> dry I it. it back on. Back to go back. <laughs> we'll back, it's oh, back into the gauntlet. <laughs> like right fun. I, and, I, and now. I, it, now it would be like. You know
0: that's wage theft, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah, that's not that's pretty toxic uh business practices, right there. Yeah. You poor kid. <laughs> Remember
1: that right to work states plus uh non-exempt does not mean that they can work you for 60 hours a week. Yeah. Without like paying you more. Uh so check on the uh the workers' rights in your state. If you're being told that even though you worked all weekend, you cannot have a flex day, that's probably illegal. And I bet the state would love to hear about it.
0: Mm, don't work in Florida.
1: <laughs> I was in Tennessee, so I can't imagine it was a ton better, but I later looked it up and I'm like, yo, oh, yeah, I'm actually oh, yeah. shocked that was illegal.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, there's so much illegal in Florida, like not only is like the salary the lowest, but like also like all the like toxic shit that goes on. So, yeah, I mean, we could make our own podcast out of that. <laughs> yeah. I, I could write my book with all the shit I've seen and gone through.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I guess getting back to that. I, the the bad advice is if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. That's what I think about when I think about that, because. Mm. um that's wrong. It's just wrong. And then all you're no. doing, then what you like to do turns into just your job, and that isn't always fun. No. Some people like it, but some people, yeah. Sometimes you just want to. Ha- sometimes you want your hobby to be your hobby.
0: Of course, yeah. I mean, for me, uh, on my end, because essentially, I am the person that they're speaking on that did I was always very good at drawing and very good at art. Mm -hmm. So therefore that's what I did as my career. And obviously all through the difficulties of choosing that path It's very difficult the fact that you're working and doing things for your employer and what they want and what they obviously think is more important than what you have and people don't listen. And it's very frustrating when your passion is your job because you care too much. Yeah. And then it can take all the joy out of it. And I even had a point in which I tried to get out of graphics and go in a completely different field. I even went back to school at one point uh, to try to go into like either physical therapy or something else where I felt like I could help people versus just trying to fucking sell products. Like yeah. I hated you know what what I was doing and what it was going towards. I didn't feel like I was making a difference. I was at that point in my life where you know where you get to the point where like I yeah. want to do something that makes a difference. Yeah. Um but I yeah it just got to the point where now it's like, you know what? That's of course with my demo channel. I'm now using something that I'm doing for myself and what I know and love. And I'm using it for that rather than getting burnt out doing it for my client. That work is separate, but that's why I said you can get burnt out. You can eventually become bitter and hate the thing that you love and then hate staring at a screen all day. So therefore when you come home, yeah, like it's hard to then go back and stare at a screen. Like we're talking about the plugins and things like that. Like it becomes hard to then go into your hobbies because if it's an extension of something you already do as a job, it's incredibly difficult to still maintain passion and to not, yeah, kind of lose it. And no. yeah, uh,
1: yeah, that's that's all so true. And I think it's just important to know the risks. Mm. Burnout of the thing you love is a big yeah. risk. Losing all of the mystery surrounding the thing you love is kind of another risk. After you've worked festivals for a long time, you're like kind of constantly looking oh. at the background and what the vendors are doing, and yeah. um, all of that, and you're kind of making judgments based on it, even if you're trying not to. It's like if you work in a restaurant, you kind of notice you're more sympathetic to, but you kind of notice bad service a little bit more mm-hmm. or like, oh, you're not supposed to do that like that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. That's thing I notice things too. One. Yeah. yeah. Like I'll, I'll notice things about either logos or like in any kind of marketing stuff that I'll see that's been printed or done in a certain way, or even sometimes with videos. And I was like, I kind of know what kind of happened when I see something kind of is off or something happened where something went out when it shouldn't. I was like, oh, I wonder what the client did that angered that person oh, yeah, that was making that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> when, I, when I see an email that goes out with like the like merge text doesn't work. So <laughs> when you write yeah. an email for those who don't know, mm-hmm. if you get, ever get an email that has like your first name in it, it's because mm-hmm. there's something called merge text where they put in a snippet of code that's probably like, uh, it's probably colon tall slash F name tall slash colon. Mm-hmm. And um, if their database isn't correct or they put the code in wrong, and they didn't put up a backup it's gonna it's that's why it spits back weird characters sometimes so whenever i god. see that or like an email mm. that says correct yeah. link in it i'm like oh my god no. or like a, a second email hat. or a third
0: email and you're just like no <laughs>
1: i always hope i'm like i hope you didn't get lay all that too bad for that i really do because oh. like i'm sympathetic mistakes happen um no, yeah. bad write, bad writing i notice a lot more Um, Yeah. And also, I know when it comes
0: to some kind of like graphic, like you said, like when an email or something goes out, sometimes it's actually you're trying to do the best you can, but your client is coming back with so many last minute requests that it becomes overwhelming to try to either get them all or like there's a deadline and everything's crammed a lot and things can squeak through. So, yeah, I I understand how that can happen. So I was like, oh, something, something happened there. Man, I remember once...
1: (laughs) I remember once, like we kept like we were working with someone else to do this big graphic-heavy email that still mm-hmm. would work with if you had images turned off. I don't know yeah. why we felt the need to like make it a big graphic. It was stupid, mm-hmm. and I really implore people to not do that.
0: Don't do that. But we don't kept sending
1: <laughs> like edits back to the people who like were creating the image for us. Like, there's a copy error there. There's a copy error there, and it just they, there was one copy error. Error. They spelled someone very important's name wrong, and we sent it back three times. But there were yeah. so many revisions and sending back that eventually like, it was okay and the next one is okay and the next one. And the last one they sent to us like, oh, they must have gotten everything because we were only looking for the changes
0: the from chain, that last yeah. round
1: of revisions. Exactly. Not previous. They had, they had reverted back to his name being spelled wrong. It went out to 80,000 people. One Holy. of the most famous drivers in the sport's name was spelled wrong. He was. It was. It, it was. It was. He was. He was mad. And so oh, I, I would be. Yeah.
0: Like that's, I was shocked. That's we said. didn't get
1: fired as an agency for. It. But it, you know, it's one of those things. Like ten people can happen. And, yeah.
0: That's why I said people, when it's last minute. Yeah. And when it's going back and forth like that, then oh, go back to another revision, and then something can be misspelled. Yeah. No, I've been, I've been in the room when those type of things have happened, and they can happen. And oh my god, yeah, it's yeah, it's stressful. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. <laughs> The last bad advice I want to talk about is uh, 90% of the advice on TikTok. It's bad. You know what? (laughs) Probably.
0: (laughs) Is that with with or without lip syncing?
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So everybody out there, thank you for sending those in. Would love to do something like that again. If you have other ideas of things you'd like us to crowdsource, let us know and comment on the video or something if you're watching on YouTube. or drop a comment on instagram or something but yeah um please subscribe on whatever you're wherever you are watching or listening to this um like it comment on it if you can leave a review on itunes please that really helps more than you would believe it helps more than a lot of things um we have merch at podcast.com/ slash shop we have a patreon Uh, at patreon.com slash get offset link in video description if you pay at least five bucks a month you get access to our exclusive discord server um it's so much fun um (laughs) did i miss anything
0: i'm not gonna say Um, your line this time yeah i was about to say it i was like don't you dare say it this time (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, like I said last time, uh, anybody that wants to sponsor the podcast, you know, if you want to plug in your product or do anything in particular (laughs) regarding that kind of form, I am very creative. So, I mean, I would very much probably like to uh, do some sort of situation in which I'm creating scenarios in which your product or thing may come in handy in someone's dire (laughs) need and uh, they will think of you. Hopefully in those times because of said sponsored moment that we may have if you happen to take the risk and uh, invest in us.
1: (laughs) I love it. Well, um, yeah, to everyone out there, thanks for either watching or listening.
0: Thanks for understanding.
1: Until next time, my name is Emily. I'm Joan of Goodbye.
0: Bye-bye.